Do you count yourself as extremely lucky? Has everything you've done so far been an amazing fluke and nothing to do with your awesomeness or your skills or your talents? I want to call BS on that. Listen into this episode to find out more. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. So welcome to this week's episode and it's a good one. It's a topic I haven't touched on so closely in previous podcast episodes, but it really is part of a deep-rooted dislike and belief that I hold quite close to me. And that is I'm really not interested in luck. I don't like the concept of luck. I don't like the way that we use luck in society. And I really think that it holds back purpose-led entrepreneurs. So today's episode is going to delve into the concept of luck And I'm going to tell you and implore you to believe me when I say, you are not lucky. You are absolutely awesome and you are a purpose-led badass. And let me show you what I mean and explain how this message can be really transformative. So in this episode today, I'm going to be first off talking about why I have a problem with the concept of luck and what I even mean by that, you know, who has a who has a problem with a with a word, with a concept? Well, I do, <laughs> and I'm sure you do too, about different things. So I'm going to talk to you about my issue with luck. What's the problem with luck and why it is that it gets to me, why it winds me up. And I'm also going to move across into what we should be focusing on if I can persuade you to let go of luck. What shall we focus on instead? 
how can we use that energy and use that focus to help us rather than leaving it hanging on luck, which I strongly believe is not helpful and not going to help us grow our business specifically. So I'm also as ever going to be bringing this topic into the realms of purpose-led female entrepreneurs and really digging into why it matters so greatly for you because that's why I'm here. I'm here to serve you and your businesses and also help you live a better, happier, more joyful, less stressful life whilst doing so. And I'm going to finish off with some tips of the ways that you can own your achievements, own your wins, own your skills, and even own and learn from your failures without attaching a significance or meaning to anything external of you, and certainly not something as flimsy and as unevidenced as luck or superstition or chance. So let's dig in with today's episode. Beginning then at the beginning, why do I have this problem with luck? What is the difficulty in this? You know, why is it not okay to have lucky charms or mascots or believe that things happen to you because the stars aligned? Well, I'm not here as ever to tell you what to believe, but I'm going to talk to you from my perspective about why luck can really be problematic, especially when we boil it down to that idea of fluke, that idea that we didn't actually make these achievements happen ourselves, but that they fell into our lap in some way. And this ties in a bigger way to superstition, which is when we allow ourselves to think that something happens just because there's a belief or an old wife's tale or old husband's tale that tells us that this is the way it's always been. And I'm sure you have these. I know that within my family, new shoes on the table was an absolute no-go. I know other people, not, not me particularly, but they always salute magpies. Or I'm sure there are lots of other non-UK focused ideas about luck and superstition. And the thing about superstition is it's not harmless. It takes away a little bit of our power every time we engage with it. So if we feel like if I don't salute Mr. Magpie, I'm going to have a bad day. We are allowing a little piece of our power to be transferred to that unassuming magpie that doesn't even know why or you know how that he's impacting your, your day or your thought process. But if we are able to stop ourselves in our tracks and think that's not real, that's not actually going to impact my day, I get to make those decisions, I get to choose it with the actions I take and the ways that I respond to the things that happen that I don't have control over, then we feel empowered and we can move forward with our tasks, with our dreams, with our goals. What's interesting to me too is that so much of our attachment to luck and to superstition and to believing that chance is really driving our lives rather than ourselves is super cultural. And, you know, if you look around the world, different cultures have different attachments to the idea of luck and chance and and fate and so on. 
But here in the UK and in parts of the English-speaking world, we have so many ourselves. We might think we're a less superstitious country, but actually, if you just start to look at our language and the frequency of some of the phrases that connect to luck, then you can see that we are very much led down a path of believing that luck has a big part to play in our lives. Something that I challenge some of my clients on is the use of phrases around luck. I really don't like the phrase good luck because in the vast majority of cases, when we say to someone good luck, actually they don't need an iota of luck. They already have the skills that they need to, for example, do the presentation pitch for the new client, get the new job, even if they get it or don't get it. Luck very, very rarely has anything to do with it. And even more than that, while it is very rarely meant in a negative way, saying good luck to someone doesn't always feel neutral if we really drill down into it. It can make people feel a little bit on edge, like they need something of magic to help them along. They need an extra element of chance rather than their own skills. And it can feel a little bit disheartening possibly to sometimes be wished luck once we start to think about it on this level. I know that my poor husband, who now is more used to this after the years and years I've been coaching and going on at him about positive psychology, he doesn't do it very often anymore. But he used to wish me luck for various things. And I used to snap at him. I don't want any luck. I don't need luck. I've got this. And yeah, I've put in the work. I've prepared. It's not going to happen or not happen because of luck. It might happen or not happen because I wasn't good enough or because I didn't prepare enough or because the opportunity changed or didn't suit me or because somebody else had skills that I didn't have. But it won't happen or not happen because of luck. And it's not just good luck that feels my ire. There are lots of other phrases that are in common parlance in the UK, in the English-speaking world and beyond, which really get my goat. And some of those include fingers crossed and touch wood. Now, fingers crossed is everywhere. It's ubiquitous. It even has its own emoji. But you won't catch me using it. That's because most of the time I hear the phrase fingers crossed being used, it's being used with the same kind of intention behind it as good luck to say, I need something extra on my side in order for this good thing to happen to me. And that reduces that person's power. It reduces their belief in themselves and it makes them feel that their life is something that's very, very much out of control. Now, I've talked in the past about the fact that there are certainly and absolutely things out of our control in our lives. And no more have we had this lesson during lockdown. And and definitely within lockdown, I feel I've heard an increase in the usage of the phrase fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we come out of lockdown. Fingers crossed things start to reopen and so on. So there certainly are times in life where there are things we simply cannot control no matter how much we'd like to. But when we use a phrase like fingers crossed or even touch wood, I hope I get this job, touch wood, 
we are taking away that power again and we are removing ourselves really from the narrative. So have a think about how you use any of those phrases and if you might be able to reduce them. One of the things I love about talking to my clients about these phrases, fingers crossed, good luck, touch wood, is that when we start to become a bit more mindful of what they mean and how they might affect us and affect our mindset on a on a small but growing or cumulative level, we are given a very quick and easy reminder to keep a check on that mindset of ours, keep a check on feeling powerful in our own lives. So while I'm not keen on the phrases, I do find them really useful signposts, keeping on the straight and narrow in terms of our mindset. And I think I've said this a few times before, but I will do an episode all around language because language has so many connections with mindset and our thoughts and our language have so much impact on each other. So that one is absolutely in my mind for a future episode. But let's move away from language for a moment and move on to why luck is particularly a risk factor in terms of progressing your purpose-led business, in terms of living an empowered life and being an empowered CEO for female entrepreneurs. And I think there is a huge tendency in women more than men, and I don't have a research paper to back me up on this. It's something that I have noticed with my clients and anecdotally. But I think there's this heightened risk for women to put their achievements down to luck, down to being in the right place at the right time, down to an easier exam question, down to um, getting on well with someone in an interview. And I was actually talking with one of my lovely clients a few weeks back, and she was telling me how so many of the great things that had happened to her, she had got on with people. She'd walked the talk. She'd been affable. She'd had those amazing interpersonal skills and she was just glossing this over as, you know, I was just being myself and it was just working out that way. She didn't actually use the word luck, but I think what she was doing, and it links in with this topic, is playing down those amazing talents and skills that had carried her to this point in her life so far. And this is something that women can definitely attribute to luck. They can definitely attribute it to fluke. And Fluke is is very similar to luck, but it really has a big part to play in terms of downgrading what it is you have achieved. Fluke, as I've talked about in previous episodes, also plays a big part in imposter syndrome. When we have those feelings that we shouldn't be there, that we were kind of put here by mistake or someone's going to pull back the curtain and realise that we're not the Wizard of Oz after all, that is often linked to that feeling that it was only because certain things happened in a certain way, the universe aligned and in such a fashion, and here I am. And I really challenge and question that because when you look at it, when you dig in for the evidence, for the objective, scientific, pragmatic viewpoint of what has happened, there are always so many elements and attributes that you can credit yourself with, where you can bring the story, the narrative that you're creating back to earth with a bump, with a very positive bump in terms of saying, oh, actually I did play a major and and quite tangible role in getting to where I am now and in these achievements. So why is 
blaming your wins on luck, really not good for you when you want to be purpose-led, when you want to feel empowered and like a badass and completely unstoppable in your business. Well, it takes away impetus for feeding and growing and supercharging your self-esteem first and foremost. It doesn't allow you to notice all the awesome things that you've done. So it can end up denting your self-esteem, not maintaining that feeling of growth and ability and talent and specialness that you hold. As I touched on as well, Blaming or crediting, rather, your achievements or where you have have got to at this point to luck or fluke can really feed the mindset gremlin of imposter syndrome. And we all know that that really is kryptonite for fantastic purpose-led female entrepreneurs. So reducing that feeding and reducing anything that gives extra impetus to that particular gremlin that's going to tell you you're not quite good enough for where you already are is really, really important to defeat and to reduce. And finally, the powerlessness. So I talked about saying good luck and feeding things into a superstitious mindset or crediting something outside of you with causing things good and bad to happen in your life will lead you to feel less powerful and it will lead you to feel eventually quite powerless, like something outside of you is controlling things, something that isn't within your remit to change or to make better is affecting everything that you do. And that's not a good position to be in as a purpose-led business owner. You have a hugely important mission and you need to be able to believe in yourself first and foremost so that you can go out there and get your mission out into the world. And this brings me on to what you need to focus on, what we should all focus on as purpose-led entrepreneurs instead of luck. And of course, it is recognizing everything that makes us who we are. And that real self-identity shift that I talked about in a couple of episodes ago, where you really remember and recognize all those fantastic parts of what you're able to achieve, what you already have achieved. So that's remembering your own abilities and your talents and recognizing them like you would so easily recognize them in others. It's recognizing the power that you have to make changes, to make decisions, to pivot, to tweak, to take yourself in a slightly different direction because you have that locus of control. You have that ability at any time to slightly shift your own course and make a change. It may not create a result overnight that takes you from one outcome to another instantly, but you can always start with one step, one very next step on the path to creating change for yourself, for your business and for everything that makes up your life. Also focusing on your effort. And of course, we all know any of us who've spent any time with children that it's really important to praise effort not results with children. But sometimes that's important for us too. Recognizing your effort, your graft, your grit, and your ability to just keep going is really important. And something that when we bring it back to that and recognize our graft, we're able to remove that 
worry that it was just all down to a fluke or that there was luck involved in some way, shape or form. And of course, your achievements, because we don't recognise them enough. The big ones, the small ones, the ones in the middle, they get pushed under the carpet. And whenever you can remember, whether that's going back in your life and thinking about how far you've come, your longer term journey, or whether it's looking at the week that has just ended, recognising your achievements is super important. And it brings me on to my next point, which is about the focus we can make onto evidence. And evidence is when we're able to write things down, speak things out, talk to someone about what it is that has actually happened, what we can put our fingers on that's real, that's tangible. Maybe that's something statistical that we can look at, a numbers change in our business. Maybe it's a lovely testimonial. Maybe it's a comment, just a passing positive comment that someone makes about us as a person or something that we have done. So finding those evidence points from, again, from the long-term past and from the recent past and recording these in some way that fits our life and becomes regular and habitual is super empowering. So I always encourage my clients to create logs and to remember and recognize and reprocess what has been happening to them, where they have achieved things, because then they have something to look back on, which can also be protective when in the inevitable roller coaster that is entrepreneurship and small business ownership and being that female purpose-led mission-driven business owner they happen those days happen where things are more difficult or you're feeling not quite where you want to be with your goals so having that evidence bank to hand whether that's written whether it's in your phone whether it's um a habit that you're building where each night you go over what you've achieved and you think about it in quite factual terms rather than with any limiting beliefs attached. That can really help buoy you up, keep you going and help you remember how far you've come, what you're achieving and that you did it all by yourself. And the final area that I wanted you to think about in terms of what we should focus on when we take luck out of the equation is how you're going to make future goals happen practically. So don't worry about whether or not you think there was some kind of fate at play in something you've already achieved. Instead, focus on the parts of your successes that you can recognize as your own and that then the beautiful thing is you can replicate them. And by focusing on what you've done well in the past and how you can turn that to your benefit in the future is such a better use of your energy and it's more practically helpful than misguidedly attributing any of your successes to this point to luck and chance and fluke. So in summary... My main advice to move well away from the self-saboteur of thinking you're lucky instead of recognising that you're a purpose-led badass is to own your wins and celebrate them often. Be aware of your strengths and your skills. I've just done some wonderful strengths work with various clients this week and it is one of my favourite things to do. And learn from your missteps because that can give you fantastic action points for the future 
but don't forget to also recognize those successes and pull out elements, practical, uh, emotional, mindset-related elements that worked so well when you're thinking about your future goals. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If this is something which has resonated really strongly with you and you'd like to explore working together, don't forget the details as ever are in the show notes for you to book a self-sabotage breakthrough call. And I would love to dig into this issue and many more with you and your purpose-led business plans. I will be back at the same time next Wednesday with another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am rooting for you as always. Celebrate your wins and have a wonderful week ahead. Take care and speak to you soon.